listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hello, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you on the Real Talk SLP podcast. Um, I found you on Instagram and I know you have a tool called Easy Report Pro and it's designed to help SLPs streamline their speech speech therapy report writing. And so I had to have you on the show because I think this is something that SLPs would like to get more tips on how to confidently do this and do it in a quicker fashion. Am I right? Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really, I think this is going to be a good episode um, because we're going to dive into how to streamline your report writing. Um, But before we do that, I would love it if you could tell everyone a little bit about your speech therapy background and who you are. Sure thing. So I have been a school-based speech and language pathologist since about 2009. Um, I've always worked in preschool all the way up through high school and more recently have been really working with SLPAs, so speech and language assistants, um, supervising them and doing a lot of evaluations, a lot of meetings, and really collaborating with educators across the spectrum of various schools. Awesome. Yeah, I was, I graduated in 2007 and I've, I've been a school-based SLP too. I haven't really changed settings and I do have a heart for the setting, the setting. I think it can go, you can do a lot of wonderful things for students, um, but there is a lot of paperwork that goes with that. So (laughs) yeah, a lot of paperwork, caseloads fluctuate um, from year to year. So there's definitely a lot of things, a school-based speech and language pathologist juggle. And the speech reporting, like the speech reports tended, like I talked with one of my moms and mom and dad's old, old friends. She was a speech pathologist. And when I was getting into it, she's like, I wrote a one page report when I first started out. And now I'm writing nine plus page yes. reports because of, you know, we have lawsuits and we have to mm-hmm. do all those, you know, we have to do our due diligence to make sure that they're legally defensible. And so it can create some anxiety for us because we want to write good reports. We want right. to, you know, determine eligibility accurately, yeah. um, but it's overwhelming because a lot of us out there have high caseloads or heavy workloads. And so tell us why it's important to write thorough, efficient speech reports. Well, there's really three major reasons why we're often asked to write a report or get referrals and asked to write a report. First is part of that initial evaluation process. So here, either parents or educators are coming to us with a concern. They might, they have a student and they have a concern. They think, they think there might be a communication disability. And we're asked to do that evaluation and determine if a child indeed has a communication disability, and in a school-based setting, if it's impacting their access to the curriculum. Um, so that's one like major reason why we'll, we're, we're often asked to conduct evaluations and write up reports. 
The second is in the school systems, if a student is on an IEP, we need to reevaluate them every three years. And so um, we need to make sure they continue to need our services and demonstrate that those eligibility criteria for special education through the school. And then often we're asked to um, write reports, whether it's with screenings or if we're part of a team that's monitoring students and we need to write up um, progress notes or monitoring notes, um, and those turn into reports as well. And that helps teams identify where a student is performing, what recommendations or strategies are working, and perhaps which things are not working and for us to shift gears. Yeah, totally. And, you know, reminding us too, that we are looking to keep a kid in the least restrictive environment. Absolutely. Well. So the eligibility process is really to identify strengths and weaknesses. If they're eligible based on, you know, IDEA and ed code, yep. and then provide making sure that they have access to that, the curriculum. And I think you brought up a good reminder, like, in it, we need to make sure that what areas of need they may have, is it impacting their ability to access the general education curriculum? Yeah. That's one of the eligibility factors too. So I'm glad you brought that up. Right. And that is, I think, a really essential point for school-based speech and language pathologists is to be able to identify the difference between school-based services and private. Um, services, because there's a, there is a big difference. And being able to understand that and also explain that to teams, whether it's other educators or parents, can be really helpful. Yeah. Yes. If we can explain it well (laughs) in our reports, especially, and then explain it to the IEP team, it will give them clarity so that you're not just saying, well, they don't qualify um, and they're over the, you know, the IEP team members are saying, well, we see an area right. being, being able to explain, you know, the results and why they didn't qualify is really, really important. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. That's a good starting point. Cause now I want to talk about how we can actually streamline our speech therapy report writing. And so I would love to know if you could just, uh, break down, The different types of, well, I was talking about this on Instagram, was that if you have some templates for your speech report writing, it's really, really helpful. It can help you save time, um, save some brain energy. And then before we got on this call, we were chatting about the types of template creators and users. And so maybe break down those two types, because I think I probably fall into both of the camps that you were talking about. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's it's funny. Probably a lot of us fall into both of these camps. So... Working um, and talking with a lot of speech and language pathologists, we obviously, like our go-to organizational tool or report writing streamlining tool is using templates. And I found from talking with a lot of people is that there's usually two types of template users. The first has like this master document of different blurbs and sections, different um, assessment write-ups that they tend to use in their reports. And so they'll go through, they'll access this document, they'll go through, like, search for this part they want, copy and paste it into the report that they're using. And um, that's that's great, but it can be also very time-consuming. 
The other type of template user that um, that's out there, I think, is they'll search for the per- or they'll think about a student who they evaluated in, in the past that's sort of like the student that they're evaluating now and reuse that report. Of course, switching out um, name and preferred gender, but kind of reusing all of those little sections. And then, of course, they need to go through and make it really tailored and targeted to um, the new student. But um, that's what I found like people's approaches are. They either have like one master document that they'll go in and, and like copy and paste the sections that they need or reuse one that's um, pretty close to the one that they're writing now. Yeah, and I've probably done both. In my first district, we spent, I want to say a whole year, everyone compiled a master document and a template for our speech reports, which was really helpful that we all did it together because I think it would take, it would have taken tons of time. And then there's been times where you're doing this tricky kid or that one time you had to do a speech fluency assessment. And now six months later, you're doing another speech fluency (laughs) assessment. And your brain's like, I don't remember what to do. Right, right. Uh, You pull up that template. And I have a few stories of when I've messed up and had someone else's name in the report. And that just does not look good um, when you're sitting around your colleagues and the parents and they see someone else's name in the report. So, um, So I've definitely done both. And I think we all do it because it does save us some time and sanity. Um, But, you know... Sounds like we're going to have, we're going to get some really good tips about how to streamline our reports. And then I want you to share about your tool, because I think that could really help a lot of SLPs in the schools. Yes. Yes. So let's, so I have back in the day when I worked in this one district, they always had a lawyer come every PD. We started the school year, we'd have a lawyer come and they would tell us about how we could write a legally defensible Report. And I really, really loved these trainings in the sense like I was like, okay, now I know, you know, where I could be improving. But I also left with a lot of anxiety um, because I started thinking about all my reports and had I written them, um, if they were ever pulled into a case, you know, would I would I be able to defend my report? So I'm sure a lot of SLPs feel that pressure as well. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say are some must-dos when it comes to good report writing? So I think using templates is a really great strategy. And in the past, we've had static text-based templates. That's that's what we use. Going through and making sure um, the sections of the report cover all of the necessary elements that we need. So we're including background information. We're including relevant medical history. We're talking about functional impact um, in, you know, in our context, in in the context of the classroom. We are um, choosing evaluate tests that clearly reflect the referral question or the referral concerns. I think that's one thing when I was just starting, especially I would like over test because I, I, you know, and I would kind of like dance around the referral question. And as, as I've gotten more experienced in really thinking about what a solid legally defensible report needs to be, well, it needs to address the specific concerns that the team or family brought up. 
Um, obviously, when we are de delivering an evaluation, we have to make sure our scores are consistent in the table, that as they are in the write-up, as they are in, um, you know, how we're interpreting interpreting those results. I also think in our uh, diagnostic impressions, we kind of have to tie all of these together. We need to look at skills, level of severity, how it's impacting, and what are our recommendations. And a really solid template can help us do that. Yes, I really agree with everything that you're talking about. Um, do you have anything to elaborate when it comes to, you were saying about functional impact? Yes. Um, how do you, like, where would you write that? Are, are you putting that in the background section and then tying that in to when you're sharing the results and severity and eligibility section as well? So I tend to put that in um, before I report out of my standardized tests. I have a section that's usually called like observations or classroom input like classroom interview. And that's the section where I'll go in and I'll talk about, so say, just as an example, the concern is speech sound production. I'll go in and I'll observe, um, well, are peers able to understand? Is the student um, participating in class? Or is there evidence that any articulation errors are impacting his or her ability to access um, the curriculum as access school the same as their peers. And so I really like to add that in because if it is, I think it's really important to put that into the diagnostic impressions and tie that directly with testing outcomes. But if it's not, that's also equally important for us to help explain, yes, there may be a problem, but no, it's not seeming to impact their access to the, the curriculum. Yeah, that's a good point to include that because that says that shows that you went and took the time to make sure to answer that question as well for eligibility. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. Um, awesome. So just to recap, you just said that we should be making sure that we're covering all the domains, you know, background knowledge, medical history, functional impact. Um, I think you brought up a really good point of making sure that if the the primary concern is social pragmatics, that a big bulk of your assessment really should be focusing on looking at that area of need. Yeah. You also want to look at other areas of need, but whatever the area of need that the team has identified you or the parent has shared, yep. you want to really show that you spent a deep amount of time looking at that that um, area. So I really like that yeah. point. Um, and then, you know, making sure that you summarize everything and that everything is consistent. So the scores on the table or yeah. in your written portion, which I'm sure people probably have had inconsistencies at times because we're busy it, and we're trying to crank them out. Right. And it happens. It happens. Um, they're absolutely uh, unintentional. But it, it reflects on us. Like, even though we are rockstar amazing SLPs, when we 
hand in reports with those inconsistencies, it simply does reflect on us. And um, it stinks when it happens. It stinks when it happens. But I think a lot of people can definitely relate that it does. It, it does happen. Yes, we've all been there. Yeah, I definitely. I had a caseload of 80 something at times. So, right. um, you know, you only have so many times, you know, even when I would take a template and I'd miss like the pronoun or the name, it was often because I didn't have enough time to go back and truly stay focused to check my work. I was rushing because I was out of time. Right. Uh, Right. And that's happened to me too. And I remember the dread, like going into a meeting with an advocate and having my report where I had an error like that. And it was the report on their pile and it was highlighted like the error. And I was like, oh no, it was just, (laughs) yeah, it had to be a better way. (laughs) Yeah. I started to come into those meetings like this is a draft. Um, <laughs> this is a working document and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will give you the final report later. Cause sometimes there would, would be times where I didn't get a chance to talk to all the team members or there yep. was something that I needed to fill in or the parent didn't get some, some kind of form back. So I would say, Hey, I want to include that into my report or, Hey, I need to change this background information because, um, what I found in his file, you're now telling me is not updated or whatever it is. Right. Absolutely. We do have the power to say it's a draft, but we want it to be as good as possible or as close to perfect as it can be. So yes. Okay. Awesome. So I was hoping that you could give us some tips, like two to three tips on how we can streamline the report writing process so that we have more time to do all the other things we have to do, but then also feel confident that we produce um, a report that was thorough and we know what we're recommending. Like what, what can we do to streamline this whole report? Report. So when thinking about like the actual use of templates, text-based templates, I think we need to level up and switch to dynamic templates, which have built in, automation features that will automatically switch out name, preferred gender, and match up scores to write-ups. That saves a ton of time and stress and anxiety. I also think like kind of check checklist kind of um, formatting or checklist sort of resources can help us when we want to pull specific blurbs or help us pull specific like sentence stems when we're writing up certain portions of the report. It could be educational history. It could be how we're presenting accommodations, but just a way to get us to kind of offload kind of that mental process of how do I write this up again? Um, You know, we have some like standard phrases that we can easily if you're using a text-based template, you can easily copy and paste into your, um, existing report. So when you were talking about the checklist of resources, are you kind of, are you referring to like, if you're writing your background section, always state the child's age. Who they exactly. With, um, if they've had interventions or other services, yep. like, all, like a checklist to make sure like, okay, I included that. 
Yep. Previous testing. Um, if they're on an IEP, what's the primary disability? You know, what are the accommodations and kind of list, listing them out? Um, I try to keep it like that format, that pattern, the way that I'm writing that information is pretty standard. Obviously not the specific information, but the way it's getting organized and written is pretty standard across the re- my reports. And um, I'm hitting all of that essential information that I need to. Yes, I would say that's good. Yeah, I started to save some of my summary and interpretations. Mm -hmm. I would save it as a template and then I would go back and take out any names or if I had a pronoun, I would put it in a parentheses um, so that I could quickly get and I'd highlight it red. But then that way I could say every time, like, here's the student's strengths and weaknesses, you know, and- Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I like that checklist idea. So if you're writing a report and you're, cause I know sometimes we don't want to write our reports cause we're overwhelmed with the writing <laughs> part. So right. having a checklist helps us know. And then we know when we're done too, it helps everybody. Um, right. Yeah. So those are, those are really awesome tips. Um, and, and I love it if you could talk more about, you know, what your easy report pro tool does to help streamline that process for SLPs? Sure thing. So Easy Report Pro is a new platform that uses, that offers dynamic templates. So we have a library of dynamic templates, and I'll um, elaborate on that in a moment. And we also have, and the platform also enables SLPs to bring in their own templates, customize our resources that we have to really make it their own. So dynamic templates um, basically automate name, preferred gender. They um, like those multiple choice checklists that we were kind of just talking about um, for text-based templates. We have those where SLPs are able to kind of check off the verbiage that they want. And that verbiage is just automatically inputted into the report. So it's not, it like eliminates all of the copy and pasting. Um, We also have a score and description match feature. So we have templates of lots of different standardized scores. These are templates that I have written and have inputted into the platform. And um, based on the scores that you get from the manual, so we obviously don't um, take anything away from the standardized testing process or the need to get all of that information from the manual. This is purely saving time in the write-up. It matches the score to the write-up automatically. And it's formatted and it's like laid out in the type of report format that we typically would use. But the goal of this was really to eliminate the manual labor intensive busy work that's associated with report writing. So SLPs, yeah, could then focus their time on clinical expertise. Um, so the other really neat thing that we have in our platform is we're able to group templates together to create kind of a, uh, an outline, a report outline. So um, a lot of these dynamic templates can quickly get launched or they get launched automatically as soon as you use a particular outline. So 
This could be an outline for a pediatric evaluation, for an AAC evaluation, for a social pragmatic evaluation, but all of those specific resources that we typically would be hunting for in our master document, they're just automatically part of this outline and get launched when the outline is used for a report. So if you had to do like a a speech and language assessment, would it just auto, like, can you click some boxes and then say, and then it will populate that kind of a report for SLP? It, it, it does. So say you're doing a speech and language report, you um, would choose you know whatever outline you would like and SLPs can make their own. So they can make their own outline with their own um, like headers, footers, verbiage, but they could use their own outline and then really quickly just bring in the type of evaluations that they need for that particular report. And it just automatically... All of those automation features are just automatically part of it if it's in the platform. So then once they're done with it, they just download it. Does it come as a Word doc or a PDF or how does that work out? So once it's generated, so basically what we like to think of is Easy Report Pro provides an error-free draft. And it, I would say about like 80 to 90% of the report is basically written um is basically generated. It's not written. It's basically generated by the use of the templates, um, whether it's from our library or somebody's, you know, personalized library. Then you just copy and paste that into any word processing system that you use. So it could be a Word document. It could be Google Docs. um, It could be something else. So What's generated is the report, and then SLPs just copy it and paste it into a word processing system and then edit as normal. And so, and that's where they can go in and add in any expert details. That's awesome. And then, so let's say I want it, I really like the way I do my summary and interpretation. I can upload my uh, template. Yes. And then in the future, could I click that and then it would add my the name and the and the gender yes. and everything and then you would just have to fill in, you know, yep. the results from the oh, that's really yes. awesome. Yes. Ah. It's really cool. And so in that case, you would upload your template and then you would go through and when you edit it, you would just quickly switch out um like typically where where we would have like in capital letters like student name or whatever, you would just switch out our codes, like it's just a drop down box. It's pretty, it's really easy to do. And then you save it. And then that template, you just kind of created your own dynamic template right there. Then you just bring that in. You can even add it into an outline. So it's just like part of your kind of report framework that is just accessible to you when you use that outline. Or of course, if you wanted to add it in after the fact, you would just um, go to your library and that summary would be right there. And you just add it into the report where you need it. And it's good to go. Nice. So how would you say on average, like how much time do SLPs save using this tool? So people have told us it saved them about half. Wow. So usually if it takes, it takes SLPs about like four to five hours to write just to write the reports um, with our platform is taking them about one to two. Wow. That's so awesome. 
And but what and what we find is the actual use of the platform. So once SLPs get used to, um, you know, learn learn the platform, get their outlines exactly how they want it. So it is the, like we know what we need when we write reports, mm-hmm. and you know they're getting their outlines just how they want it. Um, people are really only on our platform for about five to ten minutes, generating that eighty percent error free draft copying and pasting it into their Word document where they then go in and add in, um, it could be specific observations, it could be um, expert analysis, but um, yeah, it's saving them about half the time with zero errors. I think that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think the zero errors is very, because I did come up with my own templates and everything. And I would say my I felt streamlined a little bit more, but it's like, then you're going, okay, I got to go triple check this now. Right. I could screw it up because I'm not, I'm not necessarily a detailed focused person where I can spot an error. I could look at something three times and maybe miss something. I'm like, "Ah." I know, I know. Yeah. That's really nice. So, um, yeah, I think this is awesome. And I know I, you have a 30 day free trial. And for, if you want to, if you're like, this sounds really awesome. I will link in the show notes, um, the website, easy report pro. And if you want to use the code dabbling, you'll get two months, you'll get an extra 30 days to access this tool and really try it out and see if it's something that, uh, you would want, or you could even talk to your employer and say, Hey, we need this tool for our speech department. Um, because, it sounds like it would reduce a ton of stress and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it provides consistency across um, whether it's a clinic or a school district. It provides consistency across the providers in the way that we're writing up our reports and presenting our findings. That's awesome. Does it have anything that would be for to help? For because I remember you talked about the summary and interpretations, where you said we should summarize the students' skills. Yeah their severity, and then, um, you know, maybe even educational impact. And then Mm -hmm. if they qualify, like, do you guys have any tools in there that would help an SLP clinically look at the, what their data, their assessments, and then come up with some solutions? Yes, we have. So when people go into the platform, you'll see that we have all sorts of different checklists and templates. But the other thing that's super cool is that we have some automatic um, score summary tools, I guess I'll call it. So we have an automatic bell curve visual that will plot all of the scores from all of the tests that you did for a particular student on a visual bell curve. So like in a glance, you can see these are the areas of strength. These are the areas that may need some support. We also have that in a list format. So it will have the standardized scores. It will have, I mean, the standardized test It will have the scores and the descriptive um, and the descriptive category, which really helps people um, like quickly just eyeball the results and think about what types of recommendations would be most helpful for this student. That's awesome. And then you could print it out and give it to the mm-hmm. parents. Absolutely. Yep. And right. it's dynamic. So it just is, and it happens automatically. Um, there's nothing that like other information that we have to pop in. 
Awesome. We yeah. also, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Keep going. No, there are also, just because um, I have to write these all the time, we've also developed a lot of different checklists that SLPs can use that help guide them, like, in terms of writing up the descriptive analysis or the descriptive um, impressions. Of course, we all have to use our clinical judgment, our, um, you know, our education, our experience to write this. But to help people, to help SLPs give them like just a starting point of how they want to describe the clinical impressions, we do have different checklists um, in the platform where you can select different outcomes that will kind of generate a paragraph starter that um, that SLPs can use. That's awesome. Yeah, because sometimes it's hard to ju- like come up with how you want to say something. Yes. Or, and then a lot of times as I was getting better, I would start to think about, well, what is the educational impact? And I tried to keep a list of like, okay, well, this could impact them being able to navigate the classroom because they can't follow directions. They're going to struggle with, you know, transitioning and being able to, you know, write their name on their paper even or whatever. So that's, that's really cool that there's a lot of checklists. So it sounds like not only does it save you time, but it saves your brain energy um, so you can <laughs> leave work with at least a little bit left before you have to go home. Right. I felt like there were days where I was like, my brain's, I'm done Hurts. today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Awesome. Yes. Our goal really was, is to reduce burnout. Like this field is awesome. And we have so many talented and creative human beings in our field and they're getting burnt out. Like that's exactly why. I wanted to develop a platform like this is because I was seriously considering like working at a coffee shop. I'm like, well, you know, life is not all about report writing. Right. Um, yeah. So being able to offer these types of tools, automate when and where we can to free our mind up to focus on our top of the license type of tasks, I think is a pretty cool thing for us to be able to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So again, you guys remember, go to easyreportpro.com, correct? I'll yep. link that to in the show notes. But if you, when you sign up for your trial, um, put dabbling, use that code and you'll get an extra 30 days. So you'll get two months to really try out the tool and see if it's something that you, you know, it's, if it's saving you your sanity, then you're like, okay, I need this for the rest of my career. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, Definitely go check that out. And then Michelle, I would love if you could tell everyone where they can connect with you more, if they have more questions about your tool um, or just want to ask you about report writing. In general, sure. So you can find me, you can email me. So Michelle with two L's, B as in Boston, at easyreportpro.com. Um, you can, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, the handle with is at easy report pro. You can find us of course, online, easyreportpro.com and just send a little, uh, we have a contact page and you can contact us through that page as well. And we, I love talking about reports. I'm here to help. And I, we also love feedback on our platform. So our goal is to help speech and language pathologists. And so if people have ideas or feedback on um, the different resources we have, we'd love to hear it. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, 
And I think I feel more confident already about writing reports. I'm not currently in the schools, but I've always thought, oh gosh, when I go back, it's gonna, that first report is really tough. But maybe not now because I'm going to have easy report pro. <laughs> there you go. I'll be like, okay, I can do this. Um, all right. Well, anyways, it's been great talking to you about speech reports. Um, everyone, make sure to head to the show notes to get all those links and the contact information. And I will talk with you all next week. Be the SLP that every kid wants to see and talk soon. Thank you.